0: Hey there and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Ayer, founder of whensmytime.com and I aim to be your boss's worst nightmare. Well it's Wednesday, no it's not, it's not Wednesday at all, it's Tuesday the 20th of September 2016. Hope everything's good with you. Uh, you see what happens then when uh, days of the week seem to mean anything to you, you get confused. Well at least I do anyway. M- maybe it's just my advanced years. But um, it's Wednesday, there I go again, it's Tuesday the 20th of September 2016, not a bad day here at all. And uh, I actually want to talk to you about a couple of things today. And they're both mainly to do with making sure that your day turns out great. Now the first one I want to talk about was something that happened this morning on my walk with Jack. Now if you don't have a dog and if you're ever in a position to have a dog, do get one. But make sure you're in a position to have one and to look after him properly or her properly uh, before you do that. Don't just rush into it on a whim. But bringing a dog into your life just makes so much difference. It's always a great way to start the day taking your dog for a walk. Now, I'm very fortunate here. I know I am because I literally walk over the street and... um, we live in this sort of, uh, we call it a close here in the UK. Some people would call it a cul-de-sac. It, it just means that it doesn't actually go anywhere. You go in there and there's a sort of dead end. <laughs> Sounds rather ominous, doesn't it? But uh, we li- live near the, the sort of dead end of the, uh, this close. And uh, literally just over, over the way from us are the fields and we walk out over the footpaths over the fields, which is wonderful for me. So I know I'm very privileged to have that on my doorstep. But whatever the case... Having a dog in your life and being able to walk that dog every day, it's it's good for the soul and it's good for your physical being as well. It gets you out and about, gets you active, which is fantastic. Anyway, we're out this morning walking with Jack and I found the first conquer of the season. Now... If you're not in the UK, I think I think the fame of conkers is now starting to spread, as it dies off here in the UK. But I think the conkers are now known elsewhere in the world. But conkers are the the nut from a horse chestnut tree. They're totally inedible. In fact, I, I think they may even be poisonous. But as kids, we used to play a game called conkers, and in it, you bore a hole in in this this nut in this conker. And you thread a string through and you tie a knot on the end so the string doesn't pull through. And you, you sort of fight with them, I suppose. One stands holding their string with the conquer dangling straight below it. And the other one tries to hit it with their conquer. And the winner is the one that eventually smashes the other. And this was a game as children that we used to play every year. And we could not wait for the conquer season. I mean, really, there's no secret at all. My favourite season of the year is spring. I just love spring. All that new life bursting into growth. It's just a, a new beginning, isn't it? So I love spring. But seeing the first conqueror of the autumn is always a, a thrill to me because it takes me back. I'm an eight-year-old boy again. That, that's the thing. I'm an eight-year-old boy again, getting excited about seeing this little brown nut on the ground and thinking, yeah, I've got one. And then you look around and, you, and sometimes, some years, I actually have to stop myself coming back from a walk with my pockets full of these things. I haven't played Conkers in probably 50 years, and, uh, but it doesn't stop me coming back with my pockets full of these. And, and Carol will look at me and raise her eyebrows and say, oh, there he goes again, the idiot. But it, it's just that sheer joy in the simple things, in simple memories. And it doesn't have to be a conker where you are. It can be anything. It can be anything that triggers a memory. Take the other day, for instance. I was walking with Jack and we saw within the space. Carol was with me as well that day. And we saw within the space of a couple of minutes, both a heron and a kingfisher. And in both cases, I was immediately taken back to the first time I saw those birds when I was a boy. Herons we see fairly regularly now, but it wasn't in the area that I grew up. It wasn't, they weren't common. And kingfishers were even less so. But it's just that excitement in these simple things. It just makes the day great. It's just wonderful. So that's one thing that I'd urge you to do is as you go through your day, just be aware of things that happen or things you see or things that come into your life that take you back to when you felt really good, take you back to when you felt really excited about things. And they'll make you feel that way, too. Now, the other thing that I wanted to say was I had a tech issue today. In fact, it's still not fully resolved. Now, if you're a, a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know that probably a month, two months ago. can't remember how long ago it was. I had a massive tech issue where my site went down and I was on to my hosting company for I think something like 14 hours in total, spread over uh, a whole night. I was up all night and then for several hours the the next day. can't remember quite how long it was, but it was a lot of hours. And so today I thought, well, I'm going to take a different attitude. So you see, I'm not going to get wound up about this. I'm just going to say, right, I'm going to write off the rest of the day for this. I'm going to say, right, I hadn't really got anything planned that had to be done today. I've got a project to work on for a client, but hasn't got to be worked on today. I've got um, quite a bit of leeway on that. So nothing's pressuring me. So I'm just going to spend my time quite comfortably onto uh, support. And it takes as long as it takes. And I can't tell you how the stress melted away once I took that attitude. Once I let go of the fact that, hey, I'd rather be doing something else or I have to do something else or any of those pressures. That just melted away. I was just there and I was able to interact with the people. In fact, it went through more than one support staff through the people at the other end. And here's the thing. When you take that attitude, I would always stress be polite. doesn't matter how angry you get. Be polite with support staff because who do you think they're going to help more? The person who's being an absolute jerk in their eyes or the person who's trying to help them get a better day, the person who tries to understand the issues that they're having. Because don't lose sight of the fact that when you're talking to a support person on the other end, they're not just dealing with your call at that one time. Because these guys are really under pressure. They'll probably have three, four, five different calls going at the same time and trying to sort them all out. Now, I can't even begin to imagine the brain power it takes to compute that sort of thing. But the last thing they need at that point, I would suggest, is us ranting and raving and losing our temper at them. So try and make their day a little better. Show your appreciation of the work they're doing on your behalf. Tell them you really appreciate it. And when you finish the call as well, tell them to enjoy the rest of the day. Because A, it's cost you nothing but B, it leaves them with a nice feeling. So it passes on to the next person they're dealing with. If you have an up and down argument with them, how are they going to feel about you? And also, how are they going to feel when they pick up that next call? They're still going to have that burning in the back of their head, aren't they? So if you can be pleasant to them, if you can be polite with them, if you can even raise a smile at the other end of the phone or at the other end of the chat box or whatever it is, however you're communicating with them. If you can make them feel better about their day, not only are they going to give you better service, but they're going to give better service to the person after you. And if we can all just do that, I think our whole experience of support calls is going to go through the roof. So why don't we assume that responsibility? Why don't we assume the responsibility of making support calls a better experience, both for us as customers and for them as support staff? Rather than expecting them to make our day better, why don't we try and make their day better? Quite a short one today because, hey, I've had several hours on a support call that I wasn't intended to make. But I can tell you, blocking that time out, knowing that I was not going to be pressured by anything else, knowing that I could just wait with the headphones on, listening to the bling bling that told me that yet another message had appeared in the chat box, and all the time browsing at other stuff, it was not an issue. It really was not an issue for me. It didn't spoil my day. In fact, it didn't impact on my day. I hope I impacted on the sports staff's day by making it a little better. So those are the two things today. Find joy in the simple things, particularly those things that used to excite you when you were a kid. Just feel like that again, because there is no excitement that you feel, is there? Like the excitement that you felt when you were a kid. So find those things. And also, let's all team up and make support staff's day better than they could ever imagine it was going to be. Hope you've enjoyed this. And if you have, what I'd ask you to do is, firstly, tell your friends about it. Spread the word, because they'll probably enjoy it too. Secondly, head over to iTunes and make sure you subscribe. That way you're not going to miss another episode. And while you're there subscribing, how about leaving me a review and a bunch of stars because that helps this podcast rise up in the rankings. Something else I just heard as well, and I don't know how true this is. If you mark other people's comments, other people's reviews as being helpful, that also helps it rise up in the rankings. I'm not sure how true that is, but that will be fantastic because what you and I want to do, obviously, is to get as many people to hear this as possible. So that will be your way of helping that happen. Now, if you want to talk to me in more detail, you can always either hit me up on Twitter at Aussie Air. That's, of course, if you can cram it all into 140 characters. But if you rather want to go into yet more detail, email me, aussie at whensmytime.com. That's O-double-Z-Y at whensmytime.com. And uh, tell me what you like about the show. Tell me what you don't like about the show. Tell me your story. Tell me the things that gave you pleasure when you were a kid and give you just as much pleasure when you remember them today. Because we've all got them, haven't we? Also, tell me what you think I should cover in future podcasts. Now, don't forget, if you head over to whensmytime.com, you'll find waiting for you there. There's a video that I recorded for you, and it's about 40 minutes long. And in it, I reveal the top 10 things I've learned since I decided back in 2010 that I was going to give up the corporate life for good. So go grab that video. It's there waiting for you now. It's free. Uh, there's no charge for it currently, although I am currently coming under some pressure to uh, some people are t- telling me that I should be charging for it, but it is free there right now. So grab it while you can. Thank you so much indeed for listening. I've been Ozier, founder of When'sMyTime.com. And I'm here to tell you, your time is now.